Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. This show is dedicated to getting you to retirement. It is not really a show dedicated to getting you to become a trillionaire or a billionaire. Uh, I want you to do some safe and smart things with your money. I want you to stop taking risks with your money. I want you to start understanding things like earning and investing and saving um, are all three very different concepts. And all three of them can create more wealth, right? Yesterday was the worst day in a very long time. And it was a good reminder that things, yes, can get kind of sloppy and messy and down. So we forgot March felt awful. I came on this radio every day. Markets down 600, markets down 800, markets down 1,000, markets down 1,200. And then we bottomed and we dead cat bounced kind of a V straight back up and above, which is stunning because the economic data is not there to support that we should be higher than we were. Otherwise, we should have been higher than we were then, right? Um, There's nothing to say that this is a thorough response. So yesterday, I felt good. Um, I know it was a day that had a big, shocking round number. The Russell 2000 fell 100 points. Down 7.6%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday plunged 1,800 points, down 6.9% for the day. One of the worst days I could ever imagine, and it didn't feel bad. It felt needed. After the massive run up that we've had, we need to, every now and then, the market needs to correct and shake stocks out of weaker hands. People who get in, they make some money, and then they make some more money, and then they leave it on the table and make some more money, and then make some more money. And they know they, they want to get out because they weren't in for the long term, but they don't know how to get out or when to get out. The market can shake out those weak hands or the weak holders. NASDAQ was down 528 points, down 5.3%. Now, as bad as yesterday was, today's almost as good. And that's going to get a little bit frustrating. I think it's telling you, if, if you buy into my thesis that the market looks six months in the future, I think it's telling you it's going to be an uneven economic recovery, and we don't quite know what's going to happen yet in the elections, or maybe is the market volatility telling us we know the elections? Now, in theory, um, in theory, the market should want Trump as president because he's all about the deregulations and the rich get richer corporation angle thing. Um. Biden, in theory, would be more fiscally responsible um, and start cutting some of the, 
how shall we say fat out of the recent years. American Airlines could perhaps be the poster child this morning of crazy trades. It expects revenues to be down 90% year over year. Now, to be fair, it also said net bookings have been consistently positive since the first week of May. Now, albeit at much lower levels than last year, but how bad is it? They're seeing a pickup already, but they're also saying it's going to be down 90% year over year. That doesn't really quite jive. And down 90% year over year in revenues. Um, what was I trying to say here? How can the stock be up 13% on that news? So we're squeezing lemonade out of the lemons right now. And that's a, a frothy situation when, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about IPOs going up 60%, when we've been talking about bankrupt companies like Hertz going up 100%. Um, that's frothy. That's bad. A company that goes through bankruptcy typically leaves its shareholders with almost nothing, not massive returns. But in the last couple of weeks, we've been like, well, I don't know what else to buy, quite honestly. We've pushed the big tech five higher. Um, then the banks got kind of bad news when the Fed Reserve said, we're going to keep interest rates low for the through the end of 22. And I'm like, holy, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the clock, right? 2022. Dude, it's only 2020. And the Federal Reserve said, we're going to keep interest rates low. So the banks are going to have a tough time making easy money lending. Now, those, they can still make money. They can still stimulate the economy with those cheap rates. But it's the spreads in the interest rates where they, they make easy money. So that's kind of off the table. That's not a good one. I, one of the one things that I want is you to grasp that if the Federal Reserve leaving interest rates low really does hurt our financial companies. Um, and we want them more so to be the leaders of the stock market. So out of all the sectors of the S&P 500, retail's a bad leader, right? And retail means people are out there shopping, probably running up credit. Um, tech, as a leader, is great, but then the tech valuations get very stretched very fast. And tech kind of needs a sound infrastructure to work well out there, a financial infrastructure. Banks, if you look at them and think about them, their stocks do well when they're lending money. Their stocks haven't done well for five years. They've had fits where they've done very well, but overall, it has not been the 10-year up stock market, bull market, and financials that it was for the rest of the market. And one of its lingering low interest rates to help keep our economy going, if the stock market were at the level that it is today and it, the 10-year treasury was at 3.5% versus at 80 basis points, I'd be stoked. But the Federal Reserve keeping rates low is telling us there's something wrong with the economy. And the Federal Reserve also said a couple things this week that are worthy of writing down. Not writing mom about, but writing them down. They think millions of jobs will never come back. You lose 40 million. Some of them are going to come back just automatically. As the population of the United States continues to grow, we need more nurses. We need more teachers, right? So there's going to be job growth automatically in the world. 
in our world, the U.S. world, the only world that matters, right? It's a joke, people. Don't write letters. Um, but yeah, millions of jobs won't come back. Some of those 40 million obviously will. And they will come back uh, faster than we think sometimes. But millions won't come back. I agree with that. I read uh, a nice piece this week by a billionaire who was talking about the next level of pain in the United States is going to be um, upper level management, um, right between the executives and the common employees. So the the middle class, uh, the upper level manager, so to speak, the middle manager, uh, big pay cuts there. That would be bad because it's a higher paying job than most of the jobs we've lost. And again, I'm just trying to talk in big concepts, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invested in more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, I have a silly question for you. This will tell you what type of investor you are. So we go through the March correction, and it becomes a bear market. It felt very uncomfortable for me. I knew we weren't going to go to zero. I've never seen a stock market go to zero. I knew we weren't going to go to zero. I knew that sometimes, you know, bear markets can get as bad as 40%, maybe as bad as 50 but very few go down 60%. So I knew we were closer to a bottom historically than not. Now, at that point in time, did I say, honey, we need to sell the children and get as much money as we can to put in the stock market today? My honey, don't steal the children. Smart stock market might keep going down, honey. I'm like, you're saying, like, wow, great insight. The stock market might keep going down, so that would be a bad deal. You're right. We should hold off. And then the market recovers. Now that the market went down yesterday 1,800 points, were you like, hmm, I'm going to hold off and see how much lower this can go? <clears throat> or are you more now, is it easier to get into the stock market? Easier to buy into, it'll be okay. Easier to buy into, I expect some recovery. Hopefully, you got a little bit more of that. That's probably the reason why we won't test a double bottom. It's probably the reason why we won't test the bottom that we put in in March. We could. I don't think the economic data is going to be great. And I think a lot of economic data gets pulled pretty aggressively. So the White House can call the Labor Department and say, hey, 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 you see these four neighborhoods? That's where I want you to pull people on employment or unemployment. You see these four? That's an area that we know that a hospital was shut down and a bank was shut down. Do not pull that area. It doesn't quite work like that, but it can. This is a day when everything I'm looking at is higher. Now, again, we're not going to get back yesterday's losses. But it, it, is it a dead cap balance? What do you think? American Airlines sees the 90% slump in second quarter revenue. 
whoa. Um, humbling, right? The airlines are going to be a fun one to watch because they took government money. <laughs> they took bailout money. They cried, they whined, they needed it, they needed it, they needed it. <clears throat> we knew that they needed it because it's a very cost-intensive industry. And when the government says, hey, we're, we're shutting down flights, the government probably owes damages to businesses that they're saying, you can't do business for the next couple months because we said you can't do business the next couple months. So in October, the airlines are going to be able to fire people. They basically said, give us billions, billions. And Trump said, well, say you won't fire people till October. And the airlines greedy, greedy to get their money. I'll say anything. I'll say anything. Give me the billion. And they're going to fire people in October. That's expected. They'll do as best as they can to get forced retirement sooner rather than later. They'll, they'll do a lot of that now. But the numbers are going to get lumpy again. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks have rebounded, trimming the weekly losses. Yeah, now that I think about it, this was a pretty odd week. Almost like a straight down. But now a company that's doing well today that it can't do this well. It's hurt. Sticker symbol HTZ. One of the conspiracy theories in the stock market right now is that the professionals are toying with the amateurs. So there's apps that are very basic and very simple. They do investing made simple, like an Easy Bake Oven. Love Easy Bake Ovens. Um they do that uh, nice and simple. So there's a thought that the professionals are taking a look at what the amateur apps like Robinhood are doing. And I, th- I think I told you that there's a traffic person at Cron. She's just a, a lovely human being. One of those people you meet and you go, I wish I knew more people like this. Robin Winston. And she said, hey, Rob, <clears throat> I'm thinking about getting into investing. And here's this, this app. And I think it was called Invest or Cash or something. It was a, a, a funky named app that lets you buy stocks. And she said, what, which one do you think I should get? And I, I looked at them and I'm like, it was Apple, Microsoft, Disney. It was like just big blue chip names. And it was like seven of them. Like, well, that's not a lot of stocks to choose from. Um, I would wish you could get more diversification. But there's a thought that the markets are going after those people. And Hertz is a classic example that has recently been featured on apps. And the millennials look at it as gambling. So there's some covered call strategies that I don't talk about on the show. I leave it to financial planners to talk with their clientele. Where you can buy a stock, no, where you can sell options on it. Say you own company... Microsoft, you can sell the right for someone else to buy it if it goes higher for three bucks per share. And if it goes down, then you keep that three bucks. If it goes above that, you lose that three bucks. There is a kind of gambling component to that. Um, you know, the way to play it is sideways, but sideways is a tough one to call. With that said, um, I get how sometimes investing feels like a gamble. You know, when Boeing goes down to $100 a share and everyone says if it goes under 90, that's the buying point. You're, you're in your mind, you see it go to 180. You're like, I wish I would have didn't wait for it to go to 90. And you psychologically remember it differently. 
those are the people that I have the most problems with because they're also the people I tend to date um, or get married to in my life where they seem to remember one thing way differently than the reality. I know you're saying you're being funny right now, right? <laughs> or you throw real criticism down. I'm not going to say. <clears throat> 800-516-1220 each calls in the air. Starbucks had a kind of a interesting dilemma recently when they announced that they're going to be opening up more stores. And it's what do their employees wear? How much safety equipment is a proper amount? Starbucks said it would allow employees to wear apparel in support of Black Lives Matter. Whoa. Talking about a 180, you're thinking it's all about healthcare masks. Nope. So what employees are allowed to wear now, you can wear Black Lives Matter merch. Mounting to an intense social media campaign that went out against the company that had um, the company scrambling. Starbucks now wants to print their own 250,000 specialty shirts for employees, probably to keep the messaging on the Black Lives Matter and not variations of it or various interpretations. Starbucks got massive backlash on letting their employees wear protests. I don't know where I come down on that one. I know where I should come down, but I know it's in certain contrast of where I thought I would come down two, three, four, five years ago, which again points to I'm part of the problem. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, yeah, we got more stories for you. We got more market ideas. It is a recovery day. These days, kind of not worth putting a lot of, how shall we say, poker chips on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. The Federal Reserve spoke this week, and one of the things that they said was that we're going to keep interest rates low through 2022. If you're thinking about buying a house, in theory, you should do it sooner than later because they're going to keep rates lower longer. I think as the economy recovers a little bit, some people will be like, you know, I just lived through hell. I had to hang out with a person I chose to marry for 100 straight days. And I had to hang out with those little creatures that came out. They've ruined my life for 100 straight days, i.e. children. I think people are going to be looking for bigger homes. And I think the trend of some corporations saying, you want to work at home, that's fine. Come in one day a week. I'm a lot more likely to say, let's get a bigger house in the country if I only have to drive into the city one day a week. If I'm doing it five days a week, I want to keep that commute as short as possible. So there's going to be a little bit of push out. If you take a look at some of the newspapers um, from Nevada, from Oregon, from Arizona, a lot of people are still moving out of the Bay Area, especially now another wave has happened as people are looking for more spacious living. And working at home is a little bit more acceptable. I was on a call yesterday with CFP Chad Burton and... um, 
the old face-to-face business meeting could kind of be seen as dead now. It's no longer needed. We feel good about Zoom calls. We feel good about them. We know how to like pull them together, so to speak. Um, and that's going to change how. Well, that's going to change where we live. In theory, um, I don't know if I totally believe that, but that's in theory. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, gold prices are climbing. I don't own any gold. I've never owned any gold. I'm glad that I've never owned any gold. Um, I don't own any silver. I'm glad I don't own any silver. I've never owned any silver. I'll never own any silver. I don't like commodities for the average investor. When you start getting into Bill Gates kind of money, or less than Bill Gates, you could say when you start getting into, you're managing a stock portfolio of a million, $2 million. If you want to get into some hard assets, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I don't think you need it. Not when interest rates are giving us the opportunity to buy stocks at incredibly cheap rates. But that's a different point. Providing support for Haven Gold. It's a concept, right? It's a safe haven. Federal Reserve on Wednesday did say, quote, we've basically ruled out any rate hikes for the next couple of years, while simultaneously boosting expectations that within operation within the foreseeable future, we'll get some quantitative easing. In theory, the, the Federal Reserve said, gold might be a decent asset to hold right now because we might cause some inflation. Okay, I just I can't make a case for it. That That's as good as it gets. That's not... Eddie, if you want it, fine. I think you're going to find yourself on the losing end of a trade. I've never met, in 20-plus years doing this, I've never met anyone who played around in the gold area who was wealthy. I've never met anyone who... Uh, their fear of the stock market, their fear of Putin, their fear of the president, their fear of um, terrorism. I've never met anyone that turned that into a large sum of money through gold. There's one guy out there, Jim Rogers. Um, he's a pretty famous investor, and he did really good with gold back in the 19. 19- 90s? No, no, no. You go further back 1980s? No, no, no. You go further back 1970s. Now, again, history may repeat itself and maybe, but no, I can't make a case for it. If we got to go back 50 years to find a time when gold was all that in a bucket of chicken, I have no interest. That's just me. I want the 70s to stay in the 70. Throw that out there. Michael Dell's in the news. He's a fascinating one because at one point in time, you would probably compare him to like a Tim Cook, a Bill Gates. Uh, you could easily look around and see that he was a tech titan on some levels. Now, again, Dell wasn't doing anything super fancy with their computers. They weren't coming out with a new processor every year. They weren't coming out with new operating systems. They were just building great computers and delivering them to us. Michael Dell was out there. And then that whole Dell Compact computer, Gateway computer, um, HP computer, that whole world just got too crowded. And then uh, Chinese guys like, oh, we can build computers too. And then there's Sony computers and um, the Lenovo computers. Just There's too many makers. And the, the love affair, so to speak, the passion that we had for Dell went away. And they went private and gone. We don't no longer hear about Michael Dell. 
going private, we know that somehow he probably benefited with billions of dollars because we're kind of that type of nation, right? Someone has to get hurt in big financial transactions, and it's never the person who's initiating them. But he's kind of still out there, and uh, he was on the he's been making the news rounds recently, kind of as a, a influencer, kind of a, as a big voice. And um, he's saying he's saying the recovery at the company is going well, and turning the the switch back on to bring employees back to work is going well. He's a pretty reasonable person. Um, you've never heard crazy stories about Michael Bell, or if you have, send them to me, Rob at robblackshow.com. It's Rob at robblackshow.com. Um, tension over how to reopen the economy has me questioning, like, how are the actual job openings going? And um, Michael Dell basically said, you know, certain populations, it's going to be tougher for than others. And I'm like, okay. So let's think about that. Let's think about jobs that are, you know, 50-year-old-plus people can hang out together. Which jobs are going to be safer than others? There's something going on with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Los Angeles is getting ready to resume TV and film production. Thank God, right? We were about to run out of shows to watch on Netflix. We need more Ozark. I haven't watched Ozark, but I've heard it's so good. But it's also about a financial planner who gets in bad with Bob or something like that. So a lot of financial planners are like, hey, this is our show. This is our time to finally be uh, sex figures in television. Doesn't quite work out like that, but you get the idea. So Los Angeles is basically setting the safety protocols for starting the film and television. We know how Disney is going to look when it opens. We can see what Asia has done in reopening. So it's it's okay. Yesterday, brutal day on the stock market. Today, much more of a recovery day. I don't read anything into this week other than the simple message of we can't keep going out forever. This week was a bad week. This week was a week of giving some back. This week was, in my opinion, um, burn off some of the excesses. And we'll see where we are next week. Get through a couple more weekends of protests. We'll see how the nation's doing and how we're feeling economically, so to speak. If the confidence has come all the way back, or if some of us are still very, very keen on keeping the herd protected and sheltered in place, or something like that. Um, this is kind of interesting. You know, I've been talking about Robin Hood, and every couple of years there's a story that goes around and um, amateur investors get used. And, and I think there's some truth to that. I think amateur investors sometimes don't realize that it can get kind of dramatic out there um, pretty quickly. You have to go through one or two recessions before you become used to them. I'm used to them. I like them, actually. The idea of a recession to me is um, if I had a favorite restaurant, this is this is my old-fashioned pre-COVID-19 idea on a recession. Recessions take out the, the jerks and who are taking up all the spaces at the restaurants. Like, you come out of college and, oh, you get a six-figure job because unemployment's down at 4%. Do you remember when unemployment was down at 4%? Way back, way back, if you get in the way back machine, um, in February? Whoa, how quickly things change. But um, there's a new... People are starting to look at the Robinhood type apps and figuring out if we're going after the the weaker hands intentionally. 
And it turns out the stocks that people pick in Robinhood typically underperform the market, according to new studies. So it's, it's almost like you don't need to shake them out. So Robinhood's getting a lot of um, question marks. And I met the, the owners or the founders of Robinhood and very bright people. And I love that they disrupted that industry. I don't know if there's going to be enough in that industry left for companies like Robinhood to live. The concept is simple. Uh, make investing free. S- make it free and smooth, as smooth as ordering an Uber, as smooth as finding the love of your life by swiping right. And that's what stocks aren't meant to be like that, in my opinion. Um, I don't like the idea of a gambling app on my phone because it would make betting on a football game way too easy. The idea that you used to have to go to a bookie or something like that was much more attractive because it slowed everything down. Robinhood as an app kind of speeds everything up. Now, you've seen companies like TD Ameritrade and E-Trade, um, Schwab, say, you know, no fees. If they can do it, we have to do it because we don't. We want the assets in our banks versus the assets in their banks, and we'll figure out how to make money elsewhere. So Robinhood changed the world. I don't know if it's good for you, but it certainly um, changed the brokerage world faster. It pulled the future forward. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. On the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I do wildly appreciate any time anyone comes out um, and listens and says, I I like this show. As long as you listen, I'll continue to do everything I can to show you ideas in investing. I got a call from Hatendra during the commercial break, and his call wasn't – it's just not that topical. It's just not that good. For, to put people into um, the stock, and it's so vague. He wanted to ask about the 20-plus year treasury bonds. Um, and I would use that potential 20-year treasury bond for people in retirement for a very specific income strategy. Um, so I don't really want to bring it up too much on air. Um it's quite dull when you're talking about buying index long-term government bonds. Um, you do look at expense ratios, and that's about it. So if you're good with that return, eh, it's, it's, it's not something I feel comfortable engaging in. I think that's the best way of saying that. Dow jumps 500 points. Now, that sounds like a good number, right? Dow fell 800 yesterday. It's all context. Dow had a buff bad week this week. So you're like, man, now you're starting to depress me about the Dow. I thought we were up 500 points today. I thought it was reason to, to party. Party in the USA. A little Miley Cyrus, right? No, no party in the USA. But if you take a look at the Dow, yes, one bad week. But holy mackerel, let's go back to late March. If I can turn back time, as my good friend Cher would say, I would sell everything, my children included. I would buy the stock market at the bottom. We've had a good run. We we needed a week like this to say, okay, we can't make 
bad news into good news and good news into good news, at some point in time, we're going to have to go sideways with this. It's interesting watching the sports leagues get back to work, isn't it? Um, baseball could have been number one. They could have had our, all of our attention. And they've got a union, and they want things to be you know, fair and safe between the players and the owners. And what's fair and safe between the owners and the players has it ever been? They want the complete open books. That's like, oh boy, can't we do this for Americans and get like the old USA pride going again? Would I know if I was able to throw a 90 mile per hour fastball or a 95 mile per hour curveball or whatever the impressive number is, would I get back to work just to get back to work? And the answer is no. And if I had a $30 million contract that you know and I know is a lot of money. Would I say, okay, it's, it's okay. You don't have to pay me all that. No, I, I absolutely would say that. If my if I can throw a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, I'm only going to be able to throw a 95-mile-per-hour fastball probably for about three years. So I get going after what you think you deserve. But I also get a big opportunity was lost for good faith between the world and baseball. Yes. Be careful of the coronavirus mortgage bailout. Um, that is starting to shrink now. I think probably the story within the story this week was lower interest rates, right? The Fed's saying they're going to keep rates lower longer. The Fed used to say things like, oh, we'll, we'll uh, buy back debt from companies or we'll, we'll, um, we'll issue debt to buy debt to issue more debt. And they had like tricks up their sleeves. Now where they're at is to say the word longer. That's their trick. Before, they were like, we'll reassess everything as it's data dependent in the next quarter, in the next month, in the next day. Now they're saying, we're going to keep rates lower until 2022, through 2022. And you're like, really? That's a lot of visibility into low rates. So that's the story this week. Uh, real estate, in my mind, a very big winner from lower rates. Uh, I looked at the 30-year treasury, not the 30-year treasury, the 30-year mortgage is under 3% right now. It can be under 3% right now based on how much money down your income and issues pertaining to you and your particular loan. But that's insane. And if I were a young man, I'm not a young man, but if I were a young man, I'd be looking to get into a mortgage right now. If I had a child who was in his mid-20s, I would say, son, can you sing me a melody? Now, I'd say, son, these are pretty darn good rates, and I know... When you look at the economy, you're a little bit stressed with how many, how much unemployment there is. And I know when you look at your streets at night and you see protests of Black Lives Matter, I know you're probably pretty unsettled about the future of the world. But son, may I tell you this, mortgage rates are pretty darn low. And when you're 55 and you're 25 now, you're going to say, Dad, that was incredibly low interest rates in my whole lifetime. I'm so glad I did that. It kept my taxes down. It kept my interest down. It got me more equity sooner. It got me into more affordable home. But here's the question. How do you feel about unemployment and how do you feel about Black Lives Matter's protests in the United States? And I guess you could say the unsettled situation of the presidency going into the fall elections. A lot of people tense up with those kind of headlines. 4.66 million borrowers in the government or private sector forbearance programs right now. 
that's about 8.8% of all active mortgages have gone in and said, we can't really afford payments for a month or two months. Now, that number's trending lower as people either got hold of money, kind of figured out their finances, maybe renegotiated some of their leases, um, as the whole industry kind of responded. So forbearance rates, that's something we're going to be watching. That's something I'm going to be watching. Um, I expect some homes to come on the market this time next year as coronavirus will wreak havoc with the job market restart. But I'm not going way out on the limb here because those low interest rates make everything weird. Opportunistic, I would say. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.